What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you listen to the 80s Babies Podcast. And on today's episode, we're coming back with another one dedicated to Mr. Jay-Z, Sean Carter. Hove. This time, we've got a uh, make it a classic for his fourth album, right? That sounds right. The, uh, volume 3, Life and Times of S. Doc Carter. Yeah. This one is released December 28th, 1999. So it's kind of like a 2000 album. I mean, you, Basically. you've got some of the singles that come out in 1999. Right. But I think it carries us to 2000. And then we did, we just did the Make It a Classic for the Dynasty album, the mm-hmm. Rock La Familia, which comes in the tail and kind of like the fall of 2000. So, and it's a much so better album than this. Yo, Jay-Z was doing a lot. He was, Jay-Z man. Was doing a lot. And I, and I like the way you teed that up, right? Because the timing, you know, here is is important right like mm-hmm. you know you have you have dmx who who kind of comes off of, of this crazy run right where he, he he gives us it's dark and hell is hot and then he comes back with flesh in my flesh mad quick and quickly kind of you know takes over right so you got like right dmx is like the man lauren hill is kind of the, the woman you know at the time because mm-hmm. she had a, a great 98 um yeah. but but we're still kind of like who's gonna be the the person you know coming out of the the the, the void that's left behind with with biggie and, and Pac. it seems like it's gonna be dmx and then this is the point where jay-z just kind of fucking eclipses dmx and is like sorry bro like nah it's yeah. me so it, it's, it's, it's weird too because you know volume two jay-z is supposed to be retiring mm-hmm. and i think that's one of the reasons why this album comes so late in 99 because mm. Volume two comes in September of 98. Right. And then it's another full year for this album to come out. Whereas yep. I think typically it would have been like, yo, every summer, Jay-Z, Jay-Z, Jay-Z. That's fair. You I- know what I mean? Like he's got a single dropping in the summer to tease, to tease you up for the album coming released in late summer. But I and will say- comes even late in the year. I will say though, at what point does he stab Un in the club? That happened in 99 too, right? I don't remember that. I think so. Maybe that's that, one of those stories. I, I was never too versed on this. So I actually oh, okay. don't remember when that happened. I want to say it, it either happened in 99 or 2000, because if I remember correctly, it happened at the Kit Kat Club, which is why Jay-Z has the bar. Is this that thug from the Kit Kat Club? Um, and it was <laughs> the release of Q-Tip's album, Amplified. And if I'm not, okay. if I'm not mistaken, that album came out in 99. So that would have happened right. in 99. So I think that might have been part of what pushed this back. That's all I wanted to say. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't exactly remember that because I wasn't really paying attention to mm-hmm. that. And I think we should probably start with mm-hmm. the where were you and I'll just go ahead and say where I was. Yeah, I get mean it. at this point I'm fully entrenched in Wu Tang. Oh, okay. You know, I'm fully entrenched in Wu Tang. And even and this is like this is when the Wu Tang is like releasing disappointing albums. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, doesn't you got come out in ninety nine? Uh, probably or <laughs> golden whatever. arms you know what i mean like we've got at the tail end of 98 we had uh to cow 2000 at some right. point i think either that summer something like that we had jizza drop his uh beneath the surface album a mobilarity i think uh, mobilarity <laughs> probably doesn't come out until 2000 um, but we're like we're gearing up, getting ready for Ghostface to bring clientele. Okay. But I have no idea that that's going to be amazing. So Golden Arms right? came so, out October nineteenth, nineteen ninety nine. Oh god, I, I bought that album too. And bro. I want to say I'm sorry. And I want to say Immobilarity also came out in ninety nine too. Are you sure? I thought it came out in two thousand. Let me check. But keep going. <laughs> so and then you know Method Man and Red Man dropped their Blackout album, which I think. Is another make it a classic worthy album to discuss? November 1999. Is a mobilarity? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So <laughs> that's where I am. 
I'm listening to bullshit. I'm listening to you, God. I'm listening to Raekwon, wanting these albums to be good, trying to convince myself that these albums are good, and they're not. So that's probably where I was. I mean, at, at this point, I think it's important to note that because I'm starting to say, like, you know, fuck you to the radio. I don't really like, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of DMX. Oh, okay. I don't dislike DMX, but like, whatever. Um, big pun is cool. Mm-hmm. Big pun is cool. I don't give a fuck about Ja Rule. Right. Um, cash money, no limits on the radio. I don't right, like right, that right. shit. But um, I, I think at this point, I'm, not only am I fully entrenched into Wu-Tang, okay. but I'm also fully entrenched into the idea of like getting back into the artists that I missed. Okay. Right? So I'm getting back into Nas. Mm. I'm, I'm learning more. I'm, I'm well-versed in Big Daddy Kane. Well, not well-versed in Big Daddy Kane, but well-versed in KRS-One. Well-versed okay. in Kooji Rap, Rakim in particular. Okay. And I'm getting into Biggie, right? In line of getting into Biggie, I'm mm. also getting into Jay-Z. Okay. Now, so I'm starting to get back into the old Jay-Z, starting to try to get into this new Jay-Z, but like I don't really like the radio glotzy hits. Right, like right, right. So, you know, Big Pimpin' comes out. All right. And I have some personal anecdotes to, to share with that. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. get to that when, when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, for the most part, like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm fully in like my hip hop student bag. I'm fully in my Wu-Tang bag. That's kind of where I am when this comes out. Right. Um, but you know, oh, and and Outcast as well. I always gotta, <laughs> always forget to, yeah. to highlight Outcast. <laughs> um, like you said, that the Q-tip Amplify Amplify album came out. Okay. So you know, I'm 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 digging I'm digging the uh, you know Tribe. I'm digging the, the roots. Things fall apart. Things like mm-hmm. that. Yep. Um, that's kind of where my headspace is at. You know, most F black on both sides. Um, I think Quali's train of thought came around, came out around this time in the fall. Uh, maybe like the mistaken. next year to uh, two thousand, I think. Well, either way, I think, I think you had you had um, high tech, and I mean you had a uh, most Steph and Talib in ninety eight, and then I think train of thought was two thousand. All right, that sounds right. That sounds yeah. right. So either way, but like that's kind of where I am. So okay. I'm not really digging with Jay Z entirely. I mean, I'm, okay. I'm, maybe maybe. I start studying Jay-Z the next year, 2000, okay. probably. So that's kind of where I am where this album comes out. Um, mm. And just for clarification, I think that's going to be the junior year of my, yeah, junior year in high school. So that's okay. that's kind of where I am. Uh, where are you? Okay. Um, I'm in Virginia now. I've mm. been in Virginia for like a solid year. Um, I... Uh, I, I really, really remember this. And and I think the reason I remember it the most is because this was the first Jay-Z album where I was fully a Jay-Z fan and then Jay-Z dropped something. Gotcha, so, okay. you know, I feel like to some degree when Hard Knock Life came out or whatever, it was like, you know, I knew who Jay-Z was. I, I was I could kind of heard of him some, but like, you know, that album like took me by surprise where I was like, oh my gosh, this is a great artist. And I hadn't really like... You know, I ended up going back to to hear Volume One, back to hear Reasonable Doubt. So, right. so you know, the, that I, I, it didn't meet me where I, where I was waiting for the album to come out, and I was in, looking in the source and seeing when the release date was going to be, and trying to time when I was going to go to Tower Records or Sam Goody and pick it. You know, this was the first Jay Z album like that for me. Okay. Um, and and I remember that because. You know, on the intro track, he says, you know, I know you just ripped the packaging off your CD and he's mm-hmm. narrating. And 
for me, like, it was just so dope because I, like, literally was going through all of these emotions that he was talking about. I was looking at the cover and, you know, I liked how the, the grain of the way the pictures were shot, you know, with that with that kind of grayscale situation of the art and, and everything. Yeah. And so, you know, it was, it, it was the first Jay-Z album that met me where I was. Um, I remember that. The other thing I remember is, and, you know, we talked about this a little bit on the, like, the, you know, the kind of Stankonian stuff like that, but... This was a time in my life where I was probably getting in the most trouble, you know, uh, that, you know, like I, I, I had, like, right? Like, like this, yeah. like late 99, yeah, early 2000s. Infamous. It's, right. It's the soundtrack of your life. It was, and, and it was, it was interesting because Mob Deep had, or Infamous had come out way before that. But yeah, that was like one of the main, you know, kind of joints. But when this album came out, I remember, you know, very much, you know, cats cutting class, running away from security guards. Um, and you know, I remember Big Pimp and being the soundtrack to us, us cutting class and running away from the security guards and police officers and jumping over gates and all kinds of crazy shit. So this album like kind of takes me back to the place that I was. The only other kind of anecdote, and I'll, we'll talk about it more when we go track for track, is um I remember coming to VA and and hating Gogo. Right. And it becoming a thing. Right. Yeah. And so like I come and I'm this kid from California and, you know, you're already, you know, a new kid. You draw you draw a lot of attention to yourself. I mean, you knew me in college, so you know how I dress, too. So, you know, I'm, oh, I, 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 I remember I, I definitely draw a lot of attention to myself anyway. There was um, not a bold, bright color <laughs> that Inca was too afraid of. Hey, facts. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. I'm Nigerian. And, and he had the headband to match. Facts. And the do rag. So, so facts. So I'm at, so I'm in you know, I'm in the joining and and I'm this new kid from California who raps, you know, so that 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 Prince, is what Prince it is. Yinka. <laughs> and so I, I come in and I'm, you know, and and I you know, I meet people and I'm cool with people, but yeah. you know, one of the first things that I said was like Yo, I, I, you know, I've, I've been listening to the radio and they they play this like fucking music after nine o'clock or whatever. This go go shit is trash. And like, and the kids was like, "Wait, what?" You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, like I don't like it. I don't know. It sounds like just fucking drum music. I don't hear any like. There's no melody to it. I don't like it." And like, dudes was like really trying to see me. Like, like I legit, you know what I'm saying? Like, dudes try to line me around saying something negative about Gogo. Good for them. Um, and you know, you should, and, you should mind your manners, Mister. <laughs> and I remember that experience. That that happened in '98. You know, as this new kid, and it took me a long time to really get into Gogo. And okay. I don't know that I ever grew all the way into Gogo. That's right? fair. Like, I wouldn't say that I love the genre, but there are records that I love. You you and, respect the genre, and I definitely respect the genre. Right, right, right. right. And, and there's one of the records that I that you know I connected with that was getting played on the radio all the time, which is Overnight Scenario. Mm-hmm. And overnight scenario is interpolated on this on this album with the Do It That's Again right. record, and That's so right. I remember that because when that record came out, you know, it kind of almost took Go Go like to where okay now people in in L A are like oh wait this song was done before what you know and they're mm-hmm. trying to figure out what what this is and and so it, it took something that was local to D C that I was just like I don't know these D C niggas they doing whatever they doing to like oh Shout wow everybody knows Essence. about this facts. So, so that that's like my big thing that I really remember about this album is that particular record and like what it did for Go Go for us people that are not from this area. Okay. All right. So, what's the uh, the critical reception of this album? Let, let's let's take a look. I remember it getting middling reviews. I mean, yeah. I think this is one of the examples where 
Look, I think that Jay-Z Volume 2 gets lauded as being a great record, even though, right. you know, I've been on record saying that I, I don't think it is, actually. Okay. Um, I think there's a lot there's a lot of flaws to that album where the good aspects of that album are not necessarily good enough to overcompensate, mm-hmm. right? So and we're I mean, talking we talked about, about like, it in detail, right? Yeah, like if we're talking about like Equimini, yes, Equimini has some low lights on it. But mm-hmm. the good things about Equimini are so good that you don't care about the bad songs, right? right. Jay-Z Volume 2, the good is not good enough for me to overlook the bad parts <laughs> of that album, right? Okay. That being said, though, it's still a big record. And I think that this is a big record, too, in mm-hmm. terms of the fact that, like, this is where Jay-Z really starts, like, everything Jay-Z does starts to blend together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can make the case from that from, like... You know, tail end 1998 or 1999 through 2000, like until Blueprint, like that's all like one big album. Yeah. If you consider, yeah. if you consider Jay Z's Volume Three, mm-hmm. uh, Dynasty, Rock La Familia, right. and all the the the, the singles the, that he had on yep. soundtracks, and all the the guest appearances that he had and features, like it's all yep. one big period of Jay Z. And I think yeah. that like a lot of it just kind of blends together. And so from that mm-hmm. perspective, I mean. You know, we were talking about before before the episode how like there's things about this album that I love and there's things about this album that I absolutely hate. And at the same time, too, it's almost like it doesn't even really matter. You but, know what I mean? Like but this album's we, not all that great and who cares? But before we get into that, right, like let's talk about a little bit more about the critical reception because mm-hmm. I'm looking at these scores, right? And and for the most part, at least the publications that were trying to be safe actually rated this this album pretty well. The Village Voice gave it an A. The Source gave it a four out of five mics. Uh, Entertainment Weekly gave it an A minus. Mm-hmm. I see some kind of like, you know, four stars. Some, you know, I see a couple of threes. But in general, it, I think it was it was praised generally. And, and I think that's important because, you know, we have to think about the time period, right? When I think about a year where hip hop went from like those thugs over there to just boom, all the way mainstream, everything is there. The year I would give you off the top of my head is 1999, right? Yeah. Between between Eminem exploding on the scene, mm-hmm. Jay-Z doing this, and, yeah. and, and what DMX did, that right. was like... Boom! Everything it's all over the place. I mean, you know, I think Nelly was out right yeah. around this time. He's, you know, he's yeah. getting there. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you know, these these are the things that that you know make it where it's like every little kid. It, it don't matter. You have a kid in Idaho. You know, he he knows all these artists. He's 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 down with it. And so, I think with this album, it was really only it was really only a few people. You know, uh, Soren Baker from the Los Angeles Times I see here said that you know. He felt like this was a quintessential 2000 model hip hop album and that it lacks the biting humor and specul- spectacular wordplay of his previous albums. Right. So mm-hmm. I feel like it, it it was actually people who were legitimately trying to look at this critically and not looking at it from the grand scheme of, of its impact on the culture that yep. could actually look at it critically because it, it, it's really ambitious, like what he tried to do with this album. And I think like we we can't take that away from from what it is, right? Like I think you can look at this musically, and you can look at it in terms of like its impact, and you almost have to separate those two things. This album is ambitious. How? Um, it's ambitious. In I'll give you I'll give you a great example. Yes, please. Things that you do. Okay. This song <laughs> fucking sucks balls, it's dog. It's, it's the fucking worst song. It might be it might be Jay-Z's worst song. It's a really, really fucking it's, bad song. Yeah, it's really bad. It's horrible. Mm. Um, 
But it's like, it, it, you know, I, I think I read an article somewhere that said that 1999 was one of the most interesting years in hip hop because it didn't really have an identity, right? Hip hop mm. was didn't have like one particular sound or sound architect that told us what hip hop was. So, yeah, the, so the Roots had a hit song in 1999. Uh, mm. um, you know, Juvenile had one of the biggest hit songs in the in the year. Jay Z was making hit songs at this time. Like, you know, uh, Ja Rule was coming up. Like, like it was just like you could just fucking throw anything at the wall and it might stick in 1999. Yeah. And it seems like yeah. motherfuckers did that, right? And so with that in mind, right, Jay-Z as this guy who's trying to make formulaic, wildly successful hip-hop is throwing shit at the wall. And you can literally listen to this album and you can tell he's throwing shit at the wall. Yeah, that's true. You know what I'm saying? That's so, I mean, I just, fair. yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because now, you know, we, we talk about a blueprint that didn't necessarily entirely exist yet. Like, mm -hmm. the blueprint that we talk about in hip-hop is really like the 2000s blueprint, which is like, you got to have a girl joint and then you got to have a club joint and then you got to yeah, have the yeah, street yeah. single and then you got, like, that wasn't really entirely in place yet. And it happened like, and Jay-Z was one of the people who like experimented to give us what the like the success criteria blueprint was going to be for the next five years. I think that's fair. And maybe that's the one of the reasons why we both think that Rock La Familia is a better album than this. Um, yeah. In terms of a, a cohesive sound. Right, right. Um, in terms of more critical reception, just mm -hmm. in terms of like what my peers thought. Yeah. Again, whether or not this album was good or not didn't really matter, mm -hmm. right? Like the album was there. Yeah. Jay Z was, was huge, the guy, yep. and his songs were on the radio. Mm -hmm. So, like, I think that when I think when I think more about like the critical reception of this album, I mm -hmm. think more in terms of my latter years when we used to go back and look at this album. Okay, and you know, I still remember my first my first and second year in school when the kids are are debating, you know. Nas versus Jay-Z, right? Like right. this was the the low-hanging fruit for the Nas acolytes. Uh, really? Like, yo, yo, real talk. Okay. I still remember this. Real talk. Chudy. You remember Chudy, right? Yeah. Chudy straight Chudy. up said he's like, I took the disc and I used it as a frisbee. It was trash. And he was talking about Jay-Z volume <laughs> three, right? Okay. Which is hilarious. And I think that, like, you know. Some people were even trying to knock on the the, the Rock La Familia, and then people were like, "Well, hold on, that album's not too bad." And I think that we both said yeah. that, that that album has aged well. Yeah. And so the one that people really go back and diss, mm -hmm. we talked about it before, Volume One, which is unfair, you know, for, mm -hmm. for reasons that we discussed on that episode. Right. But also Volume Three, I think that Volume Three is an easy one to trash, and although there's things about it that I love, mm -hmm. the the trash descriptors are more than justified, in my opinion. I think that's interesting, right? Because, um, so my, my, and I guess I'm now going into my thoughts a little bit and, and, and moving out of, of other people's thoughts, because as you said, I, I do think that like this album was such a conversation piece at the time that yep. it didn't matter if it was good or bad. It was, right. it was the conversation. Right. Um, Jay-Z was the conversation. And Jay-Z was the conversation, uh, whether it was his court cases, you know, how big he was com becoming as a musician, et cetera. Uh, I, my, General, I wrote I wrote a sentence about this album and I said, is this Jay-Z's worst dope album? Right. And and, and I say that That's to say fair. I say that to say, right, like, so this album is is not good on a on a Jay-Z on a Jay-Z scale by, by, right. at all. Right. We can we can say it's trash because of who we're talking about. Like if mm -hmm. 
you know, I don't know. I don't want to name anybody, but if if somebody else put this album out, we wouldn't be like, oh, it's just Frisbee. I threw it out of my car. You if know, Memphis we'd be Bleak like, put this album out. What would we think? I'd be like, yo, yo, this this Bleak got some joints <laughs> on it, yo. Like, <laughs> yo, this Bleak got a got a got a primo beat on it. Timbaland did some shit on it. Dre's on it. Like, this shit's hot. Yeah. So, I mean, if it was a Bleak album, that's a good example. I, I would actually think that this isn't that bad of an album, but um. For me personally, and now I'm talking about me, I I kind of judge albums, especially albums in this time frame, a lot more based on the filler and album cuts than oh, I, I do, do the big singles. Oh, and yo, then, yo, you and I both do this. Right. And this album is very, very thin when you take away the big singles. Like there's like yes. nothing there. It's like it's empty. Absolutely. And Absolutely. so I, I think that's why we can say it's trash, right? But we, we can't mm -hmm. say, we're not saying that, you know, the big records that we all love on here, like Do It Again is not trash, right? Well, like there's, there's records on here that aren't trash. But when you take those records away, there's nothing left. It's just an yeah. empty skeleton. Yeah. No, I think I think that is that is more than fair. Yeah. yeah. So should we get into highlights first or lowlights? Let's do the let's do the highlights. Yeah, let's do the highlights. Did you want to start? Because uh, I was well, talking. Uh, so I'll, <laughs> so overarching highlight. Okay. Um, Jay Z's got some bars on here. Okay. I think so. I I yep. think that you spoke about this when we did the Rock La Familia, mm -hmm. but his bars on here I think are better than they are on that album. Um, Maybe, he's yeah. got quite a few Maybe. songs and quite a few verses songs mm -hmm. that i don't like where i'm like i'm listening to what he's had has to say and i'm like yo like facts who can spit facts. you know what i'm saying he's um, in his bag yeah he's in his bag and we go through the the, the track for track highlights I'll, I'll highlight which ones i think are, are really good bars mm -hmm. um timbaland yo yes absolutely timbaland for sure absolutely yeah yep. in fact when we do the make it a classic one of my requests is going to be for more timbaland yeah more i'm not timbaland mad at it sure. and you know yeah. i've been somebody who's been critical of timbaland as a as a jay-z contributor but on this yeah, album yeah he's, yeah he's he's amazing on yeah. this album timbaland he puts his foot in these joints i have to give it to him certainly certainly mm -hmm. um and then in terms of you know another highlight i will say okay. is you talked about ambition mm -hmm. and while i would not have initially thought to call this album ambitious mm -hmm. i know that one of the criticisms is sometimes when we talk about these new york albums around this time mm -hmm. is when they try to get into that southern bag right and we think that oftentimes it fails mm -hmm. but you know what i actually think that some of the southern aspects of this album are good and not mm -hmm. only are they good I think this album could have used more of them, mm. in my in my mm. personal opinion. Now, now would that have worked in 1999? I have no idea. But yeah. listening back in 2021, mm -hmm. listening back to that in 1999, okay. that's one of the things I would have wanted to have. So okay. I do think that the you know reaching out into the the you know getting some southern flavor mm -hmm. to me is an overarching highlight on this album. Yeah. Uh, what are some of your overarching highlights? Um, some someone I'll add is uh, is Rock Wilder. Um, okay. And, and you know, I really have to give it to Rock Wilder from the perspective of, first of all, you know, he does two beats on here. To me, they're both good beats, right? Um, and, you know, one of the things about hip hop, especially in this time frame, is like at least hit hip hop to some degree. And I mean, I guess this year was like the start of it. It became like very formulaic just in terms of like the, the like, like everything was 93 beats per minute. Um, you know, it was the same kind of like swing in terms of the beats, 
like you know to the point where you could almost kind of predict what like a jay-z album was going to sound like or a jay-z yeah. song was going to sound like do it again doesn't sound like like anything production wise that that was mm -hmm. out at the time uh the rock wilder the the you know you mentioned method man and red man earlier uh, you know right. came out around the same time that beat didn't sound like anything else that was out at the time nymp mm -hmm. does not sound like anything else that's out at the time and so the experimentation of rock wilder in terms of his sound i have to give it to him that you know he he definitely brought something different uh, here okay uh, so uh any other uh, overarching highlights uh, man do i have any other overarching highlights <laughs> I mean, I named a few of them. That yeah, I'm sure share yeah, well. I share the ones that that you have, um, and I, I don't, I don't know that I have any other ones. Okay. Yeah. So let's get into the uh, the track for track highlights, and why don't you, uh, why don't you start? Sure. So it's it's a it's a it's a mix, but but um, I I gave the intro. Hova song is is kind of like a like a highlight. Okay. What oh. is uh, what do you like about this? I I really like that sample, um, yeah. and I really like. I, I like the and you know we remember you remember we'll remember this if you guys have heard the uh, the Carter episode. I like the idea of like the cohesion of having like the intro and outro kind of be like the same beat. I wish he had elaborated on it a little bit more, but like you know intro outro, he's got like a skit somewhere in the middle that like they're all the same beat, so it, it gives like a cohesiveness to to the album that that I like. Um, Jay Z raps his fucking ass off on this joint. Yeah. And I mean, on all of them, like even the last one, like, and it's just like, yeah. and it, it, it does. It's got bars on it. And though. he does it so effortlessly, right? Like this yeah, doesn't even, it doesn't sound like a song. It sounds like a dude who's just like, just jotting some shit down about why he's better than you and, and yeah. doing it so well. <laughs> yeah, no, for, for, for so, real. I mean, yeah, that, that's what makes it a highlight to me. Um, the other note that I had, I wrote down, is this the weakest pain in the ass performance? The thing about it is, first of all, I actually like the Pain in the Ass performance okay. because I like that we go from Jay-Z's verse mm -hmm. to Pain in the Ass. Mm -hmm. But I think that what makes it a weak performance is the fact that in the in the past, it's been highlighted, right? So there's, there's yeah. no music around. There's no fanfare. It starts off, there's right. Pain in the Ass, okay? <laughs> I'm reloaded. Like, yep. we don't get any of that. He's uh -huh. speaking, one, after a verse, mm -hmm. and two, he's speaking over top of the instrumental. That's fair. But he's so also not little, memorable. Like, do you remember anything that he said? Because I don't. No. Nah, no. Nah, yeah, I and I feel like every other every other Pain in the Ass joint, I, just, I, I can, like, quote a line from it or quote something about it, even if it's the, yeah. you know, new, improved Jay-Z. Jay-Z. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing memorable about it. And that's that's why I said it was his worst performance. Okay. That's fine. Um, what, uh, what's your next track highlight? All right, so th here's where you'll probably disagree with me, but my next highlight is actually "Do It Again," um, okay. and uh, you know we, we we talked about this. I mean, I just you know between Rock Wilder's production, um, why would I disagree with "Do It Again" being a highlight? Because I, I figured you would think that "So Ghetto" was a highlight, and I skipped it. Uh, I got you. So "Do It Again" is always a highlight. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even write any notes for it. It's just it's amazing. Yeah, same. And and you know, but we talked about the production. Um, I think the 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 one two punch of Jay and Beanie is is great, and literally the only Beanie, Beanie is amazing on here. Yes, and literally the only negative thing I can say about it is that it mills on it. That's the only yeah. But the song thing. is so good that it makes her tolerable. The song is incredible. Well, well I think I, I'll still anytime any DJ wants to put this record on, I'm I'm game for it. <laughs> Facts. I still I think though me personally and and maybe I'm just an asshole, but when a mills voice comes on, I turn the song off. 
And they did such a good job of sequencing it that they put her at the end, right? So there's only a minute left of the song when she she comes on, and then I just turn it off. That's fair. She's really yeah. bad, song, and we'll talk about she, her. She, she's over. really bad. Yeah. Um, um, we'll, 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 we'll save that for the low lights. Right. So my next highlight is It's Hot. Some like mm-hmm. it hot. Um, man, Timbaland stuck his foot in this damn beat. Oh, my God. This beat is incredible. This, this, this beat is, is, so good. is In fact, insane. I think when, when, when you called me up, on the uh, to do this, uh-huh. uh, that's this is a song that you were playing yep, in the background, right? Yep. The song is so good. I will, so good. I will never forget this joint for so many reasons. Uh, this was the record that we all talked about, and and it's it's interesting now. I'm like literally, I'm I'm transported to being in high school, and this this coming out. This was the record we all talked about. The first thing we talked about was the fact that he says, "What the fuck is Fifty Cent?" And we're all like, mm-hmm. "Oh shit, he just Fifty Cent!" Oh, right, like, right, 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 right. the second thing is that he says, "Clit liquor." And the reason yeah. I remember that is because that was such a faux pas at the time. Like that was like something yes, that was. nobody if if you were doing that, you weren't admitting to it. It just wasn't mainstream exactly. like that. And so it I, wasn't manly to eat pussy. Right. Sadly. And so I, I remember I remember him saying that and I remember everybody in high school like, yo, yo, did he say that? Did he say that? Yo, yo, he what's up it. with that? What's up with that? So that that's also something that just kind of transports me in a time capsule back to the way things were in nineteen ninety nine. Mm. Um, but yeah, beat crazy. Jay's crazy. I mean, you know, is. rapping his ass off on this joint. And I don't even really know if there's more that I can say about it. It's just well crazy. You talked about the 50 Cent disc, right? Mm-hmm. I remember when 50 Cent came out. Uh-huh. That one of the things, one of the talking points surrounding 50 Cent was it's like, oh, well, you know, he's got beef with Jay Z. How's Jay Z gonna handle this? <laughs> right. And then the response to that was, oh, they squash it, whatever is cool. Right. And you know what I had to th- say about that? It's like, you know mm-hmm. what? All that beef shit, a lot of it was probably just fucking talk. Yeah. That when it came down to, to business, mm-hmm. dollars and cents, getting money, mm-hmm. fuck it. Like, there was no point in, in Jay-Z and 50 Cent having beef. So let's just squash it. Like, it, it doesn't mean anything. But like, to- that's my impression. I'm not sure uh. if that is true. I'm not yeah. sure if that is factual, but it feels like the beef just doesn't mean shit. But to some degree, you have to give you have to give that to Jay Z, right? Because we we are now in an era where you know um, Takashi sixty nine is 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 a, a celebrity rapper. Uh, Drake is a celebrity rapper who may or may not even write the music that he he write he makes. So so you know the the, the rules are a lot different, right? But hip hop in nineteen ninety nine was a lot more thugged out you know, egocentric, yo, we yeah. shoot your man up, whatever, whatever, right? And so the story behind this track supposedly is, you know, Jay and Fifth are obviously, like you said, they were quote-unquote beefing. Ooh, they're beefing. Jay makes writes this song, and supposedly he premiered it at, I want to say Summer Jam, but it, it might not be Summer Jam. But let's say it was Summer Jam, because remember, Jay-Z was the Summer Jam king, right? He would yeah. come out on Summer Jam and fucking diss somebody and just in their career and shit uh but not really but you, you know uh right. but supposedly the story on this was you know he he makes it's hot jay and 50 you, you know have have this quote-unquote beef and 50 is also supposed to perform at this summer jam so 50 goes on stage he does his set jay is backstage waiting 50 does not know this 50 comes off and then and there's a moment where they pass each other and so Jay and 50 see each other and it's supposed to be beef. Because remember back then, if it was on, it was on. Supposedly. Supposedly. They see each other. 
And 50, 50 doesn't know how to how to react because you know he's he's caught off guard. He he doesn't expect to see him in that in that scenario. And he looks at Jay like not knowing how Jay's gonna react to seeing him there. And he said, uh, he said, Jay, Jay sticks his hand out and goes, It's all good, homie, but I gotta get you. And then and then and then 50 shakes his hand, but he's like, he's like, like surprised. Like he doesn't know what that means. And then Jay walks out and does it's hot. Okay. Right. And he goes, yo, you know, I'm about dollar fucks fifty cents. Everybody goes crazy, you know, the whole nine. So like you know, I think that those are those moments, right, that you got to give it to Jay, that Jay's always been the businessman, right? And Jay's always looked at something, you know, he's been the, he's the, um, he's the Idris Elba in, in The Wire, right? Like, he's, he's, he's looking at it from the perspective of, like, how Don't can we... start on that. Street <laughs> Bell is one of the <laughs> smartest, sure. dumb characters I, ever. Facts, written. facts. But, you know, he's the guy that's looking at it and going, you know, is it smart for my business for me to, to, to react in this pugilistic way or right. or you know approach this in a different way so um definitely a highlight so now i'm gonna skip another one of your highlights <laughs> yeah snoopy track is a highlight for me for i sure. know it is and i why don't you go ahead and and, and tell us about it i i just i love this beat oh um, uh, yeah i know you do i love juvenile on it mm -hmm. and yo his he's got bars on this joint like verse two in particular yeah um i love this joint so yeah. you know i i actually think in fact this was the song because it's another Timbaland beat. Yep. This was a song that made me think it's like, hey, you know what? Like, I know specifically that Yinka didn't necessarily like these New York cats trying to sound Southern or, or you know, hop on that Southern wave, if right. you will. But right. to be honest, you know, from a musical point of view, mm -hmm. musical perspective, I actually think that it could have worked. And I, I think this song works. Like, I, I yeah. never understood why you don't like the song. The beat yeah. is dope. Juvenile is hot on the hook, and Jay Z's got bars on it. I mean, like, I don't. What else yeah. you want? I have to upgrade it. Like, I, you know, in the in the days when this came out, it was uh, it was probably a low light for me. It's like a low okay. light for me. I, I still don't love it, but what I do have to say is I have to acknowledge my South bias here. You right. know, and I have to and I have to put in context that you know this was a time frame where you know cash money was a thing, right? Mm -hmm. And and the what what we represented me and my peoples right Jay Z did a really good job of walking this fold between the backpack kids and the fucking glossy shit right yeah. and and so like you know the backpack kids which I would have considered myself one of them the people who liked ruckus and shit right me too we 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 liked what we liked but then Jay Z was so dope that we had to like him too right he just right, you had to respect him he just rapped too well so you know. We were diametrically opposed to a lot of the things that were going on in the South. We just were. And so, you know, when, when Cash Money first came out, I ain't like that shit. Like, I, I just didn't. And so, you know, while I, I realized that Jay was, you know, trying to extend his, his hand and see how he could, you know, extend his sales as well to the South, I wasn't exactly a, a fan of, of, of the reaches that he tried to, to appeal to the mainstream. And you know we can talk about that a little bit more when we talk about Big Pimpin', but I was I wasn't a fan of it. Okay. Yeah. So which your next big highlight? My next highlight is actually Come and Get Me. Okay. Um, wow. So you're skipping over Watch Me, you're skipping over Big Pimpin', and no. you're going to Come and Get Me. All right. Yeah. So why don't you give us those two? So Big Pimpin' is not a highlight, though I do have an anecdote for it. Um, Likewise. Go ahead. Tell us about it. Big Pimpin' or Watch Me? Wh whichever one you have. Uh, 
thoughts on? Watch me. I just I like just because um, I think Dre does a good job here. Mm-hmm. I like that Dre is featured on the hook. He doesn't give a verse, right? Which is good. And is this another sample from the Labby Sefri's Safri oh, whatever? Oh, isn't it? Yeah, uh, I got the blues. Is it? I don't. Know, it feels like it is. It might be. Let me look that up. I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I tried to find the sample for this. Mm-hmm. I didn't look too hard. Oh, okay. But um, I don't know. I just like this track. I don't have that much to say about it other than, I don't know. It's a good song for me. Yeah. So maybe it's not it's not the highlight at the same level as, say, um, you know, It's Hot, uh, Do It Again, or even Snoopy Track. Mm-hmm. But uh, I definitely like this song. Yeah. So um, we'll get into Big Pimpin' later because it's not a highlight for me. Okay. Yeah. So uh so yeah, my next highlight is come and get me. Um yeah, you know, sure. again Timberland just freaking sticks his, his foot in this. And um yeah. and I mean I like the energy, I like what he's rapping about, and I love the beat change. And I feel like Timbo was one of the few people that was doing this at this point in time in hip hop. And you know, just you know, somewhere in the middle you get come and get me and then the beat drops dong dong. And then he just comes in and he just is just fucking giving you bars and you're like, you feel him. Yo, I love this song. Is this song the best song on the album? I go back and forth between this and NYMP personally. Really? Okay. Yeah. So NYMP is not it's a highlight, highlight for me. Okay. Come and Give Me, I think it's my favorite song on the album. I love this Between song. this. It's hot. I mean, I really like It's Hot. I really yeah. like Do It Again. But yeah. I, Come and Get Me. If You said how this, you talked about how this album didn't have filler, mm-hmm. right? Technically, Come and Get Me would classify okay, as like that's one true. of those filler records, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, but like between this and Watch Me, like mm-hmm. like that's kind of it. Yeah. Maybe NYMP and might NYMP. be. Yeah. But like Come and Get Me is just... Uh, I, I remember when we, we, we were talking about the... Uh, we did the Make It make it a Classic for the Rock La Familia. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about how this album wasn't all that great. Yeah. And uh, how, but I thought that Come and Get Me was on Rock La Familia. It's not, uh, it's on volume three. Right. And it made me then reconsider maybe volume three isn't that bad. Cause that's how good the song is. The song yeah. is like fucking amazing. Nah, this song is amazing. And, and you're right, it is the best song. I like NYMP yeah. for the reasons I like it, but this song is better. So why do you like NYMP? What am I missing? Cause I don't mind this track, but I don't really love it either. And I feel mm. like it's a song that could have done with Memphis Bleak and, and being a single. Mm, that would have been crazy. But, um, uh, but why do you like this song so much? So, you know, for the same reason and different reasons as Do It Again, right? And we talked about this when I talked about Rock Wilder as a highlight, but just the production aesthetic on this is so different and so unique. There was nobody else that was using this like kind of electric guitar sound in the way that uh, that it was being used. The way the drums cut the speaker in terms of that mix, these drums to me hit the hardest of all the drums on this album. Um, and then just Jay's, Jay's, you know, uh, his emotion and his cadences on here. You know, um, I stared death in the face years back. I held tears back. Like just the way he rides the beat and the beat itself are just incredible to me. And, and I think they're very unique. I don't know we ha- that we have another record like this in Jay's catalog. Interesting. I might have to go back and revisit it again with that in mind. Because like I said, it's a song that I love. It's fine. Yeah. I don't love it. I don't dislike it either. Um, I feel like the beat, 
I don't hear the same things from it that you do. It feels okay. kind of underproduced for me. Mm, I, th- okay. I feel like I, I would have wanted actually a little bit more gloss, a little bit more mm. studio quality to kind of punch it up because I feel okay. like it's got like spaces or rather yeah. like layers that need to be there that aren't mm. there. And That's so what maybe, I love about Rock Wilder though because if you listen to Do It Again, it's the same. Do it again. Yeah, but has has I, like like you can hear where the spaces are, but that's what makes it so dope. I think it works on Do It Again. It okay. doesn't have the same effect for me okay. on NYMP. Yeah, it's interesting. So, like Rockwilder is like you know I don't know if you've heard the the term like model beautiful or model gorgeous, but like <laughs> okay. you know they say like 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 a model right when you see them in real life like they don't always look beautiful right like like yeah. like like models have like a something about them that that is like a little odd but it photographs well right yeah. and so like you know they don't always look amazing sometimes they look amazing in some shoots and you might see them in a different context and you don't think they're amazing and i feel like or look amazing and i feel like rockwaller beats are like that like like because his aesthetic is so like weird and unorthodox that sometimes yeah. it really really works like in certain contexts it really works and in other contexts you're just like what is this like Swiss beats sounding like, you know, <laughs> keyboard shit that you're doing? You know what I mean? So I, I don't love every Rockwilder production, but the ones that I do, I really like them. All right. So before we get into the low lights, mm-hmm. why don't we get into the track for track meh lights? Because I've got several and it sounds like yeah. you might as well. Yeah. Why don't you give it to, to us? So to start it off, we're going to go with So Ghetto. Uh-huh. Right. Agreed. And this is a song that used to be a highlight for me. Yep. It's a retrospect, not a low light, but I don't like the song the way I used to like it. Agreed. And I think the reason why is because Premiere yes. tries to make a hit record with the song. Mm. And like he didn't you know, before Premiere was making like classic records. Mm-hmm. So like so for example, like Nas is like, yes. Did it have a video? Sure. Did it make the radio? Maybe like once or twice when like a DJ was doing this thing, but like it didn't have radio rotation, at least not around my way. Right. I think he's I think he's doing two things on So Ghetto. One, I think he's trying to get on the radio, uh-huh. and two, he kind of is trying to sound like Rockwiler a little bit. Mm. And I think that like while the while like the premise of this beat is good, mm-hmm. it's just ah looking back on it i'm like yo i don't love this song this beat the way i used to mm-hmm. and it's not like jay-z is all that great on it either i mean because 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 keep in mind jay-z is coming out of retirement mm-hmm. so yes he has his bars on the intro which are dope but this is like his first song at least in terms of the the, the album mm-hmm. right and it's like he kind of hits us with some basic shit and it's like i don't know it's just it's just disappointing i think that I heard something different from it at the time that when I listen to it now, perhaps a little bit more critically, yeah, I could I could do without the song altogether, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. My reason for it being a melite is less about Jay-Z and more about Primo. Um yeah. I think in the yeah. canon of Primo, if I have to if I had to rank all of his beats, this is gonna rank in the bottom, you know, tenth of of, of Primo beats. Yeah. Uh, it just it's 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 just not spectacular from from a spectacular Smell. producer. Um, and you know, I mean, like you said, like I think my my criticism for Jay is more about subject matter than it is about content. I think yeah. I think his bars are, are are good, right? They're fine, but like this subject matter, I don't care. Like like you're ghetto, okay, cool. You wear do rags, yeah. fine. So what? Yeah. I don't care. So that that's that's my criticism of it. It's a melee for me too. The other melee for me is actually the big one, big pimpin'. 
right? Mm-hmm. And just because, you know, from a song perspective, I've I've never really liked this song. I never mm. disliked it. Um, I'm, but I'm, it was I'm, just I'm, like I'm surprised you're saying this because I thought I was the only one. Nah, like first of all, like it's always been there, mm-hmm. and given what Timberland did, Timberland did to sample this record, like you mm-hmm. know, given what the original is, and then how he took that. Which like he didn't do that much to it, mm-hmm. but he did enough to make it like this really glossy hip hop record, mm-hmm. which like it it works. Mm-hmm. I, I had to give him that it works. Jay Z yeah. is fine on here. I mean, the highlights of this are not <laughs> Jay Z. The highlights of this is UGK, yeah. not just Pimp C, but also Bumby and the 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 story with Pimp C, which I'm, I'm gonna let you get into. <laughs> I love that. Obviously, we talked you, about you it tell that story so much better than I do. <laughs> um, you know, like that's the best thing about. But like I yeah. don't, you know, I didn't. I didn't really care about this song all that much. I thought my opinion was an unpopular one, but I did not like this song when it came out either. Um, I don't, I don't dislike it now. Um, yeah, I don't it, dislike w- it. When it dropped, you know, this is a time frame you have to think about. Timbaland was also doing productions with Aaliyah that were sampling yeah. things from the Middle East, you know. So it, right. so th- it wasn't. This sound wasn't wasn't it wasn't crazy. It, for me, it was Jay Z. And that yeah. was what I didn't like. Um, I felt like this, this, I felt like Jay-Z's performance was lazy on the song. I mm. felt like the concept was lazier on, on you know, I mean, you don't even want to talk about slack. It was like, literally the song was just, we're big pimping, we're fucking hoes, cool. It's like, what, what is this song about? It's not good. He doesn't seem like he cares. And then his guests come on and they're, they're better than him. I, at the time, I don't even fucking know who UGK is. So I, don't, just, I don't know who they were. Yeah, I'm like, who, the uh, so these country dudes came on. They sound better than him on this. Does he just like trying to do this to reach out to the South and let these Southern dudes sound better than him? Like what? The, I didn't even like this song a little bit until the video version came out where Jay-Z was like, I got smoked on my own song. I need to add another verse on here. Do you remember this? <laughs> yes. The MTV version. We'll go through it, though. Go on through a can it, of though. B, my stamina B, yeah, enough for yeah, Pamela, Pamela Anderson, Anderson Lee. Lee. MTV's Jam of the Week. Week. That verse is fire. But yeah. uh, but I didn't like this until until I heard that verse. So, yeah. You know, I think that at the time, I didn't know who UGK was. Mm-hmm. And as i became a fan of ugk right. and because this song is big pimpin and it will always be big pimpin will always be one of his biggest hits um i have developed a i'll say an appreciation for this song i'm able yeah. to tolerate yeah. it I, I can i can enjoy this song it's not mm-hmm. great it's not a highlight for me but i can yeah. enjoy it yeah mainly because bumby's verse is good yeah but also because pimp c is is pimp c his verse yeah. is dope he only gives us 12 bars. Yeah. The best 12 bars on the record. That's the story true. behind uh, Pimp C's appearance on here is great. Yeah. Which, Yinka, if you will do the honors, please so, tell the story. I'm sure you've <laughs> told the story on the podcast before. Definitely told but just before. one more again, because no one tells it as good as you <laughs> other, than, other than the people who, who told us the story to begin with. But go ahead. Definitely. We, we've also posted it on our, our Facebook page. So if you're not if you're not a fan on there, like it. Um, you know, but the story supposedly goes that Basically, you know, Jay-Z had heard about UGK. Um, you know, he was put on to Ride and Dirty. He he liked their music. He wanted to work with them. Um, you know, Bun B saw this as a great opportunity. You know, hip-hop is obviously still headquartered in, in New York. And, right. you know, New Yorkers are kind of the people who are giving people the stamp. And so Bun B's like, yo, this would be a great opportunity for our, our career. 
Pepsi is like, fuck Jay-Z. <laughs> fuck this song. I'm not doing this shit. So, so Jay-Z, you know, I think I think that he sent them the reels, right? Yeah, something like I that. I think yeah. like I think he like sent them the reels and like Pimp C like destroyed the reel or something. I don't remember that part. Pimp C Pimp C threw the shit away. Whatever it was that they got, he threw it away. And was like, "We're not fucking doing this song." So then <laughs> so then Bun B has to go back to Jay and be like, yeah, you know, my bad. We lost what you sent us. Uh, you know, can, you, can you send back over the beat so we can do this song? Bun B records this shit. And, you know, he's, you know, he's really trying to convince Pimp to do the song. Pimp's like, fuck this. I'm not doing this. Fuck New York. Fuck Jay-Z. Which, if y'all don't know about Pimp in his, in his interviews and you've never heard a Pimp C interview, please go back and listen to a Pimp C interview because... Like he literally has zero coup, zero pleasantries. Like he says everything he feels in the moment, and it's entirely the most entertaining personality in hip hop history, probably. I, I, between Pimp C, Ghostface Killer, and yes. Tupac, like yes. I, between those three, those I'm not three. sure if there's any. Yeah, those I, I think are that's the most, it. Most emotional by far, for sure. So, so he, you know, he he refuses to do his shit. And, and, you know, Bun B basically makes him record something. And so he goes to the studio to record the shit. He's mad that he has to fucking record the shit. He starts recording. He starts working on it. He gets to like 12 bars and he's just like, I'm not fucking doing this shit. Fuck it. So he just he's like, I'm just going to leave it like that. So he doesn't finish the verse and he just leaves it. And then Bun B is uh. like, <laughs> what should I know about them Texas boys? Bumpy's is like, all right, cool. Well, you know, he's on the record. Fine, cool. We'll send it back. They send it back to Jay. Jay likes it. So then, obviously, and and this is the part of the story that I think gets cut out, right? Because people don't talk about the fact that things that you do featuring Mariah Carey was supposed to be a single. So things that you do was supposed to lead as the single that was going to cross over. It was Ooh. fucking ass. Ooh. So so. They, they, you know, they, they, they float this record to, to the mix shows and it picks up like wildfire. And then they're like, oh, shit, we got to shoot a video for this. Got to shoot a video. So they go back gotta to get Hype Williams. <laughs> got to go get a yacht. Right. Got go go to go to, go to Carnival. And they like, bro, like we we need to shoot a video for this. And Bun B's like, this is going to be amazing for our, our you know, our, our, our career. A Hype Williams video? A million dollar budget? Yes, please. Pimpsy, fuck that shit. Pimpsy's like, fuck this video. Fuck Jay-Z. Fuck all of it. <laughs> <laughs> refuses to shoot the video. So so at the time, you know, Bun's like, Bun's telling Jay and, and Jay's camp, like, don't worry. I'm going to talk to Pimp. I'm going to get him. We're going to be all good. So they set this plan in motion that they're going to go down to Trinidad for Carnival and record this music video at Carnival. It's going to be epic. It's going to be amazing. If any of y'all have seen this video... It is one of the most perplexing videos ever. Let's explain why. <laughs> the video happens. It's amazing. They're on a yacht. They're in the water. They're in Trinidad. You see the carnival. You see the, you know, the chicks. They're dancing in the outfits the whole nine. You see Melissa Ford. You, you see, see Gloria Melissa Dallas. Ford. You know, all, you know who you don't see? Who, you, who do you not see? You don't see Pimp C. Pimp C is no the way. only one that's not present. Why isn't he present? Oh, wait. They finally they, convince Dame Dash him. Is there. No Pimp C. <laughs> they decide they they convince him, yo, we need we already shot the video. Where were you? Yo, fuck Jay-Z. Fuck this song. <laughs> Whatever. I right, yo, Pimp, we really need you. We really need to put it out. He's like, I right, look, 
I'ma pull my I'ma pull my Bentley up in Miami with one of my model bitches and you can record me there. <laughs> Femstein shows up with no shirt on and a fur and a Bentley and It's 90 degrees outside. <laughs> and Gloria Velez who he got who, a fur. Who he picked up from God knows where. <laughs> Parks his Bentley on the beach and they record his verse and they splice the shit in so he's somehow in the video in Miami while everybody else is in Trinidad. Fucking Great. epic. Legend. The man Legendary. is a legend. The man Legendary. is a legend. <laughs> Love that it's, story, man. It's that story to me is the best part about this song. <laughs> yes. That that story is way better than this song. So <laughs> let's get into the uh let's get into the low lights. What uh what are your overarching low lights? Uh my overarching low lights. Uh so sequencing is an overarching low light just okay. because you know we always talk about these runs that I like and there's no run. Like there's there's nah, not really. There's like maybe one or two, there's like one place the very end of the album where I get like two songs that I like back to back. Yeah, okay. which is is really bad. Um so uh overarching low lights um you know, I, I typically like, um, not like, but I feel like Swiss Beats productions work a little bit more typically. Like you hear the Swiss beat and you're like, okay, I, I get what they were trying to do here. This Swiss Beats contribution is, is trash. Like it sounds like, Swiss Beats beats already sound generic to me. This sounds like a generic version of a Swiss Beats beat, which I don't even know what that what that that is, but it, it sounds bad. Swiss Beats is one of my overarching lowlights, and he only has one song on here. <laughs> but I feel like he influenced several other songs. Maybe. And uh, it's just like, look, I, I think, I don't think the Swiss Beats is incredibly amazing. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even say that he's good, but I think he's done good things, and I think right. he's made positive contributions to hip hop. Right. I think I speak more favorably of Swiss Beats than you do. Yes. I just want to preface with that mm -hmm. because the Swiss beat sound mm -hmm. that is in this album is fucking it's awful. god awful. And even though he only has one song, <laughs> there's more than one song That's that true. has a Swiss beat sound. That's true. And uh, it's all bad. In fact, I'll, bad. I'll take it a step further and say that NYMP, which I like, is actually the Swiss beat sound drum wise, but he does it ten times better than anything Swiss beats does in this in, in, in on this record. Okay. And my low light of low lights is fucking a mill. She's god yeah. awful. Everything yeah. she's on is fucking terrible. And like, That's why bad. does she make music? She's horrible. Yeah. That's bad. That's bad. Yeah. So uh, so track for track low lights. I mean, we we kind of talked about. Um, well, well, why don't you start off with the with the low lights? Sure. Um, so, you know, my first low light, we've talked about it already. I don't have, I need to keep going. Things that you do featuring Mariah Carey as a low light. Did you have anything else Look, you want to say about it? I need somebody to explain Mariah Carey's career for me because, <laughs> you know, I think that if you were born in the late 80s, early 90s. Okay. And you get wind of Mariah Carey. Okay. I don't think you understand. With the exception of the, uh, the Christmas song, All I Want for Christmas mm -hmm, is mm -hmm. You. I don't think you have a true appreciation for just how that's fucking big that's fair. Mariah Carey was. If you weren't around right? like ninety three to ninety seven, you didn't see Holy you didn't shit. see what she was doing. She is one of the biggest pop. Yes. She's probably the biggest pop artist on the fucking yeah. planet. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. And she she disses Tom, Tommy Matola. <laughs> she gets out of that, right. and she's like, "Well, I'm gonna cross over from pop to R and B, which you right. don't really see. Yeah, Most people right. try to go from from black to pop. Right. right, um, right. Beyonce went from pop. She went from black to pop to to, to, to to black again. Right, right, right. But she was able, she did it strategically. Right, and right. And she was still able to, to know, like, Mariah Carey started making some really trivial, basic, throwaway music. And That's I'm true. like, That's true. her voice is fucking incredible. Yeah. She's she's replaceable on this track. Like, why are you going to have Mariah Carey on a track? And she's not even fucking singing. She's, like, whispering. Yeah. This shit is gone. Fucking <laughs> awful. It's trash. It's and really I'm like, why? What kind of? It's oh god, Yo, it's, it's, it's so bad. It's really bad. So let me challenge you. Can you think of a Jay Z song that is worse than this? Because I think this might be his actual worst song. Uh, uh and he has a few bad songs, but this is really <laughs> fucking. So here's horrible. the thing: is here's the thing. All the bad songs I'm thinking of, <laughs> they're not as bad as this. This one. shit is. Horrible dog, yeah. and there's other horrible songs on here, but this yeah. is terrible. This is probably his. Uh, <laughs> and you know what? I I went back to even like listen to the lyrics to make sure. Well, maybe the <laughs> lyrics are good on this. He verse three isn't terrible. It's okay. not terrible. It's passable. Yeah. yeah, but like that's it. Um, I'm gonna say like you are a saint for listening through to verse three of <laughs> this to. fucking bullshit. It's horrible. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's yeah. That, okay. So that's what, the low light of low lights. What's your uh, what's your next? Low the light? next low light is also god awful. S. Doc Carter is god awful, bro. This shit is terrible. So this, so this is my notes. Okay, right? eight S. Doc Carter dash fuck Swiss beats, <laughs> and he didn't even make this beat. That's real. <laughs> he didn't even make this beat. This is definitely some Swiss, Swiss beat shit for real. For oh sure. Oh my god. Yes. Yeah, yes. This shit is fucking horrible. Everything's horrible about it. Jay-Z's horrible about it. The hook is horrible. Emil is horrible. Like, even the thing that makes me the maddest about this shit is nope, nope, nope. Every time yes. I hear this shit, I just want to fucking throw this CD at the wall. I hate this song. Please yeah. don't ever do this again, Jay-Z. Please. Like, here's what I don't understand, right? If I can listen to a song that when I first hear it, I'm like, yo, this is trash. And then in 20 years time, it hasn't gotten any better. <laughs> like you should have, like sometimes, you know, I might hear something like, yo, this shit is whack. Like, like real talk, real talk. When the blueprint dropped, mm -hmm. I didn't think blueprint was all that great. Okay. Within the month, I had changed my opinion. Right. But like, nevertheless, like I was wrong about my, my initial reception to blueprint was wrong. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and, but like. This was never a song that I was gonna change. That anybody was gonna ever ever gonna change their opinion about. Right, right. So, this shit is not. Why? Good. Why did you release it? This shit. You know is, why can't you just be like Tupac, who made a million songs? <laughs> he recognized they were bad and he didn't release them. Why can't? It, why didn't Jay Z ever do that? Shots fired. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like when 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 Jay Z passes away, we should have gotten material. Be like, oh, these are all the unreleased tracks. Because <laughs> they should be songs like S.D.R. Carter. Yes. And then the, whoever released it would have been like, yo, this is why it was unreleased. You know, this is yeah. why you shouldn't have done this shit. That's what they did with Tupac. It's like, well, you can't judge them like, on well, this. You can't on judge the, on this. The, yeah, that's true. Yeah, they exactly. Do, they do that's, do where, that. that's where this song belongs. <laughs> Facts. At least, at, least, at least with the Mariah Carey one, it right. kind of makes sense because it's Mariah Carey mm. trying to make a little pop record, Swiss pieces on it. Like, oh, it's so bad. I understand the thinking. It's uh -huh. just horribly executed, but... 
Anyway, I'm done talking shit about this song. Yeah. Next next low light. Well, you know, the next low light, right? Let's just move straight into Emil performances. Pop for rock. Yeah. This shit is horrible. She's, and she starts it off. She starts it. That's what I was gonna say. I think that's like doing? The, the ultimate terrible decision, right? The beat's yeah. already not that good. And then right. Emil starts the song off like you're making bad decisions all around. You signed a mill. Obviously. You're having sex with a mill. You 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 started the song with a mill. Uh, like want to go there. <laughs> like what like what are we doing, Jay Z? Like why why are you doing this? Um and, and then look, you know look, I really didn't want to go there, but you opened up this can of worms, so uh-oh. I'm gonna go there. Uh-oh. Look, you hear, and this is bad. Look, this is this is problematic. <laughs> this is toxic. I'm just putting that out there, right? <laughs> but like you hear about how like women sleep their way to the top. And like, and it's 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 dismissive, it's disrespectful, mm-hmm. but like, yo, there's no other explanation. Like, there isn't. Yeah, I don't fucking get it. Yeah, why is she? What what did you hear from a mill that made you think that she could contribute to music? <laughs> I tell you the right? crazy thing. The crazy thing is, a mill was in a group, and Jay Z plucked her out of the group. If she was the shining star of the group. How fucking god awful was that group? Look, I just I don't want to say anything else. I have a bunch of things <laughs> rattling in my head right now. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to put <laughs> the, the the top back on the on the on the can, and the remaining worms are going to stay in that can. All right. The other ones they they've gone out and they they've done whatever they've had to do. I said right. what I had to say. That's it. I'm that's it. I'm I, done. You know, all I'll say about about this is is beyond the poor decisions involving a mill like. If you're trying to introduce us to your label and your crew, this is a horrible song to introduce us to your yeah. crew. And yeah. I think I almost feel like the next album, you know, which is Rock La Familia, was almost like the redemption song for this crew because I can listen to Pop for Rock and go, if this is the posse cut that's telling me about your posse, I'm not interested in your posse. I don't want to hear them. I don't care. Well, in fairness, in fairness, he had that um, can I get a can I get a what what? Uh Emil is on that. Right, mm-hmm. and this is not the song that introduces. Obviously, it doesn't introduce Memphis Bleak, and I don't think it's the song that introduces or, or Siegel. Siegel no, but yeah, but yeah, but so. this is you know again right. Like we're talking about how Jay Z is supposed to be pivoting into executive status, and he right. talks about right. it on this on this album, right? Like yeah. um, Volume Two, we don't get a lot of executive talk. Volume Three is where we start to get the you know me and Dame and Biggs, we're executives now. We, you know we're doing it big. And so then the the album cut that or the 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 posse cut that we get is pop for rock. Now, now do it again is 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 not technically a posse cut, but but if I had to choose one, I'd obviously choose that one. But pop for rock it's is the not posse good. cut on this album. There's no other one that will qualify. Yeah, but 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 uh, Bleak isn't on it, and Bleak is supposed to be his you know right hand man. Are right? you sure? No, nah, Bleak, Bleak isn't on is do on it again. Track. No, oh no, oh, oh! I thought you were talking about pop for rock. Oh no, no! I was saying, I was saying, do it again is the only other song I could consider maybe. Oh, oh, my fault! I missed that. Pop for rock, I would consider the possible. Right, it is, and it's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. okay, And so if you're if you're introducing me to my crew or your crew or trying to tell me how your crew is is ill, and then the song is bad, like the beat is bad, the decisions is and the production are bad, the 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 sequencing is bad. I'm gonna be like, okay, I'm not interested in this crew. Mm-hmm. And 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 I'm somebody who I, I think much more favorably than you do about Memphis Bleak. I really like Beanie Siegel. You know, so I like this crew. I just think this song is a very poor representation for the, the skill sets in the crew. Yeah. 
So yeah. that's that's my last track low light. And the the other on the only other thing that I'll say from an overarching low light perspective is, and I don't know why this is, but like there's been a murder. Watch me. There are certain records on here that I'm not even able to get access to anymore. Um, you know, due to I don't know clearance issues or what. And I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I was gonna say that uh, Spotify is revising history, is re re revising albums. Mm -hmm. It includes a Hova interlude, or maybe that was a song that was tacked on mm -hmm. previously on the album was tacked onto. I think that's on the European uh, release. Yeah. Yeah. Um. They Spotify includes is that your bitch which is not That's supposed right. to be on this i think there's right. on netflix exactly right? yeah it removes watch me it removes there's been a murder right um what i will say so there's been a murder is a low light for me okay i don't like the instrumentation mm -hmm. um i don't like the singing on the hook mm -hmm. and it's actually from a sample which the sample sounds bad sounds decent okay but the way they do it on this track um it, it's not good the sound effects, I understand them, but they sound haphazard. Right. I like the drum cadence, and when we do the Make It A Classic, which we'll try to keep that quick, mm -hmm. we do the Make It A Classic, I mean, I, I think that this song is salvageable. Mm -hmm. um, but it's just, there's too many ways that they put this, the ways they put this song together, it's just it's just not very good. And so it's it's another one of my low lights. Okay. It's not the worst low light, but it's it's not very good. So right. that's it for my, for my low lights. Cool. Should we do the uh, the making a classic? Yeah, man. I, I hadn't really thought through it. So why don't you take us through your making a classic? You know, I hadn't really thought through it either. Um, I was kind of thinking of some things as I was listening to it. I, I think that one of this is one of those albums that I'm not really sure you could make it a classic because okay. I think that the things that are great about this album, if you want to do more of that, they don't really right make, make like sense. classic albums in the way that, that, that we talk about like right. we want our classic albums to actually have like not that many radio hits yeah, or the songs yeah. that do make the radio they make the radio because of like this really good epic songs right, like that's right. not what really this album is so yeah. you know it's like a, a i can make this like a classic fun record if you will not okay. like not his best but I could still try to, you know, definitely improve this album. So, I'll, okay. you know, I'll, I'll start with that. Mm -hmm. um, I think you need more more Timbaland okay. right off the bat. Um, and so, you know, look, a song like Dope Man, which we didn't really talk about, mm -hmm. um, you know, that 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 probably that probably should have been a low light to me. I don't know why I didn't make it a low light. Yeah, um, I had it as a mo light. And, you know, before we move on, like, I feel like for me, this particular concept is is, is a little tired. And we got rap yes. game, crap game already on volume one. And I'm like, I don't need you to do these metaphors about how you're, it's just like the dope game anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of done with that. Yeah, that's, I kind of had the same thought. That, okay. Like, look, um, you know, the beat wasn't good then. It's not good now. And it's like, why make this track? You, you've done this type of thing right. before. Better. Um, better. Right. Uh, uh, the, the hook isn't bad, but I mm -hmm. mean, it's still, it's just, it's not a very good song. So. <laughs> I'm not necessarily opposed to this song. Yeah, it's fine. Just try to make it better. I, uh, I, I think that you have a hook here that's good enough to salvage. I, mm -hmm. You've done the concept before, but like, I don't know, just try to make it better if you yeah. can. Yeah, I agree. Um, things that you do, there's nothing <laughs> worth salvaging about this. So we're just going to remove that altogether. Thank you. Right? <laughs> um, same thing with S. Doc Carter and mm -hmm. uh, Pop for Rock. These mm -hmm. songs are just, these songs Ass. are just gone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pretty much, here's where, here's where I think that we can make some improvements, right? So okay. there's been a murder. The drum cadence on this is, is pretty good, and I spoke mm -hmm. before about possibly 
actually doing more with the sound. And okay. I think that with this kind of drum cadence, it's almost kind of like a southern drum cadence or like a, a, a cadence from like Tennessee. It's right? interesting. At time. I don't even I know that, what it sounds like because I wasn't able to find the, of all the songs. This was the one I wasn't even able to find on the internet. Gotcha. So I don't remember, but I take your word for it. Um, I actually happened to have this this I had this entire disc on my on my laptop, so I was able oh, okay. to listen to this act song there. But yeah. I think that this is a song that would have done well with uh, Ball and G. Okay. And so I think that you know if we kind of improve this production, maybe get one of their producers involved. Um, and then you know he brings Ball and G on it because you've already got UGK on here. Bring mm. bring Ball and G. Why not? Right. Um, I think that this would have been. I think this would have been a go dope dope song. Mm-hmm. I think that you know NYMP. I spoke before that I think that this song actually needs more depth to it. And I would have put Memphis Bleak and Benny Siegel, Beanie Siegel on this yeah. track. I think yeah. it, I think it could have been a really really dope song mm-hmm. um, with those inclusions. The only other thing that I have in terms of making it a classic would be that, you know, I spoke before about needing more in Timbaland. Um, maybe we remove this this premiere track altogether. But like, you know, why not have Pimp C if you can get Pimp C, you know, and you probably can't. But if you can get a Pimp C beat on here, that uh, might have been okay. dope. Yeah. Um, maybe if you're going to do this whole Southern thing, you've got cash money, you got juvenile in here. Why not get a Manny Fresh beat if you can, mm. or try to get a track with like Scarface and too short. And oh. I know that too short, he's Oakland, he's West coast, yeah. but I've spoken about this before, how I think that too short does well with Scarface. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you include Jay-Z on that, yeah. I think if you had like those kind of songs on here, mm-hmm. I think that you get an album that is definitely like you, you give like this album like its actual like presence, mm. right? And so I think that like the worst things about this album mm-hmm. are some of the songs that are very very New York, mm. you know, at this time, and yeah. and they don't they don't sound good. Like Big Pippin is a big record, but that's not a New York record, you know. Okay, Do It Again is a New York record. That mm-hmm. shit is that shit is fire. Yeah. But like it's hot. That's not really a New York record. Snoopy track, which I like, you don't like. Mm-hmm. That's not a New York record. Mm-hmm. Come and get me, okay. Come and get me is. Come and get me is kind of like a New York record, but it's mm-hmm. still a Timberland beat. Yeah. And I think that if you added like more Southern flair, yeah, then the it could have been half like. Second half of Come well, and Get Me is is Southern. Yes, and if you added more Southern flair overall, mm-hmm. um, without adding Outcast, because I don't think Outcast would have worked on here. But yeah, if you, if you did more of that, I think it would have been like, well, Volume Three, like that was like his his Southern uh, approach. Like he, okay. Now. Does that work as a volume three in, in his catalog? Maybe not. Does that work as like, well, I'm Jay-Z, I'm coming out of retirement? Maybe not. Mm. But I think for me, listening to this this project, you know, 21 years after the fact, mm-hmm. if that, that's how long my math is correct, 21, 22, whatever, however many years after the fact, mm-hmm. um, I think that this album would have more respect from me because there's mm-hmm. songs on this album that I like. Yeah. The album as a whole, I, I don't have much respect for it. Mm. You know, it's it's different from volume one because I think that volume one, the things that don't work, I understand why he did them. Mm-hmm. The other things he did on the album deserve more praise. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas mm-hmm. I think that this is like, okay, the songs that I like, I like, but like as a collection, it's just like, nah, this is just, it's lazy, like you said. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. just, yeah. So mm-hmm. give this album 
some kind of feel, some kind of presence to it. And I think mm-hmm. that incorporating more of a Southern sound with some Southern producers and some more features. Okay. In particular, you get Ball and G on here, you get Scarface, Too Short, whoever mm-hmm. else you need on here, do that. Mm-hmm. Um, that to me, I think, makes this an album that I speak much more positively of. Dope. I think my approach, what you know, and I, I've, I've kind of thought about it a little bit, is, and and this is, I've, I've never said this on the podcast, but this is a, a unique take. My make it a classic would be to not release this album. Um, okay. <laughs> and so, and like so if I'm managing Jay-Z's career, right, the things that yeah. we, that we love about this album are the singles and Timbaland. So what I would do is I would drop an EP with yeah. Timbaland, right? So I would do, I would, I would drop Do It Again as a Lucy and I would put it on a movie soundtrack. Uh, you know, I don't know. He did Rush Hour yeah, for the okay. last one. So maybe, I don't know, Rush Hour 2 soundtrack, something, whatever. I don't know what movie was out in yeah. 99, but whatever well, was out. he did have a song. One of the bonus tracks, I think, is... Girl's um, Best Friend. Yeah, that, and that's... On that was Blue on Street that Martin Street. movie. Yeah, Blue Streak. Exactly. So yeah, yeah. so something like that, right? So he he did that with Girl's Best Friend. Jigga My Nigga was on, the, um, was on that, that uh, Rough Riders compilation. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, do it again. Put it on another on another compilation, right? The rest of these Timbaland productions... I would make a project. So it's like Jay-Z goes down south and works with Timbaland to make four songs. It's an EP. And then I would put that out as a project. And then I would drop drop Rock La Familia. Mm -hmm. So like Rock La Familia is way better than this. And pretty much everything else that's in between, for the most part, I don't need it. So, yeah, so I would, I would like, I would, I would feel like Jay Z's catalog would have more potency if, if we did it that way. Yeah, I, I like that as well. Um, I don't see Jay Z ever thinking that way. Yeah, like, he that's not something it. that he would do. Yeah, but for, from us or, or from our perspective, how we would receive the music. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that that is that was definitely because uh, the crazy thing is yeah, right. If you think about it, it, right, if he did do that. It would go with his I'm retiring gimmick, right? Yeah. And then when he dropped Rock La Familia, it would be this return album, right? There'd be all this yeah. anticipation. Oh, shit, there was a year that he didn't drop an album. He put some Lucy's out with, with, with Timbaland. And then the next year he comes back with Rock La Familia. We all end up loving it. Give it to me is on that album. So it's a huge hit record with these other records that we like. And look, Jay-Z's got this better career. I don't know. Oh, man. You, you know how that, you know how that actually could have worked? Is if it was something like um, the focus of that track, the focus of that project would actually be um, "Is That Yo Bitch," right? Mm. And I think that when we did when we did the um, Rock La Familia, I think you said you wanted "Is That Yo Bitch" on Rock La Familia, but right. no, don't put it on that. Right. Instead, have because that was a song that was kind of lost. Yeah, that they they recorded it and they never did anything with it. Yeah, it was recorded for this. Have something like that, like leak. Mm. right like oh this like is that your bitch it leaks mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like well actually he recorded all these songs with timbaland right. and boom and then we throw those into an ep uh, and it's like oh okay you still want jay-z boom then we throw rock la familia there right yeah yeah i can see that that making sense i entirely agree with that approach right yeah. because because we get the the jay-z controversy because pretty much before right, almost right, every right. album jay-z's had some sort of controversy so yeah. we get the Jay Z controversy because you know we're coming off of of or you know we, the, is that your bitch is the is the beginning of this like you know 
the ruminations yeah. of the Nas and Jay thing or whatever, right? So like, right. it's like, wait, who's he talking about? Is this real? Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then, <laughs> and then it's like, oh wait, but then he's got this other massive record with Big Pimpin' on there, and then these other records that that kind of just form the body of this little EP. It's, got, it's hot on there. It's yeah, the track on there. Yeah, nah, that yeah. would that would be it right there. I mean, I'd be yeah. like, I'd be, I'd be game. And then by the time Rock La Familia came back, came out, it would be like. Jay Z returns to a northern sound. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. like the, and then the narrative would again. Different. You could put do it again on Rock La Familia, and yeah. you could put Come and Get Me on Rock La Familia. That's right? true. Well, Come yeah. and Get Me is Timbaland. That's what I'm saying. But you could still put it on there, though. Mm, yeah, you can still put it on there. Why not? It's, <laughs> a, it's such a good song. But yeah, that's so that for the first time, my make it a classic is to not release the album. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, no diss to, to Jay. Obviously, one of the greatest. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever he's not gonna he's never gonna listen to this. Okay. <laughs> yo, Jay Jay be listening to shit from from burner accounts. Yo, he might be he might be on a burner account right now listening to this. Like, really, these dudes? That's the that's the rumor. Rumor has it Jay Jay listens to everything. He just he he never his presence is never actually there because he does it all from un you know untagged accounts. Yo, let me get into my toxic bag real quick. That's not manly, dog. That's not manly. You're not supposed to be concerning yourself with what's beneath you, dog. You know what I'm saying? We're not supposed to be on your radar. All right. Yo, if you want to listen to our podcast, bro, listen to that joint, yo. Tell your friends. <laughs> so I think that should wrap it up for uh oh, the only other thing the only other thing I was gonna say was uh-huh. that um with my cons- with my uh concept of the album mm-hmm. um you know you should have Aaliyah on there or at the very mm. least a track with missy and nicole ray because mm. um, they were they were buzzing around that time that's true that's true yeah um but yeah i think that should probably wrap it up for our uh for our make it a classic for vo- jay-z's volume three yes sir uh what is it uh the life of times of Star carter yes sir so yeah um yeah i think that should wrap it up you got anything else don't ever make an album like this again, please. That's all. Uh, it's too late for that. He's already made several. <laughs> well, it's funny, actually. It, uh, this is tangential. Sorry, guys. We're about to we're about to we're about to rock out. But when you were talking about the Timbaland thing, and then I talked about the Timbaland thing, it made me think about that um, Magna Carta Holy Grail album that he put out, which was actually yeah. helmed by Timbaland and not necessarily remembered super favorably. So just yeah, it's something got some interesting. Shit on there, it though. does. It does. The uh the fuck with me, you know I got it. That shit was fire. Oh, Pimp C's voice at the beginning dog. of that joint. Yeah, we yeah. were from Africa. That's why we like to shine at things, diamonds and gold rings. <laughs> I love that man. That's like my favorite, my favorite little skit. Yeah. Alright, y'all. Peace. Peace. Let's go. Talk about them C's on a hill And we just cock them things, homie, the chromey wheels Both arms are chunky, the sleeves on chill Any given time's a hundred G's in your grill Don't talk to me about them C's got skills He's alright, but he's not real Jay-Z's that deal, with C's in the field Never fear for war, hug, squeeze that steel You got a flow, that's cool with me You got a little dough, that's cool with me You got a little cars, little jewelries But none of y'all motherfuckers 
can fool with me. You know the wrist frostbit minus two degrees. About as blue as the sea, the way I'm new with a V. Hat cop can't see his eyes. Who could it be? With that new blue Yankee on, who but me? Shipped two million, then I blew the three. Then I skated the four, four went on tour. I came back in his plane. Y'all ain't rapping the same. The flow, y'all jacking our slang. I seen the same happen to Kane. Three cuts in your eyebrows, trying to wild out. The game is ours, we'll never foul out. Y'all just better hope we gracefully bow out. Throw your hands up, ladies, fellas, busters, hustlers, everybody. What I will say, though, is that, like, Talking about the where were you? I told you I was gonna tease that I had like a story with this with right. this big big Pippin record, right? Right. And so this is my yeah, this is my junior year, and Lake Braddock, where I went to high school, mm-hmm. um, we were forming a step team. Okay. So all the other schools that had like large black contingents had step teams, right? Mm-hmm. Lake Braddock didn't really have one. And right. when we did have one, like we were trying to compete in other, other step shows and it just it never really happened for us. But we were finally were, were able to convince our faculty to like to give us a step team and give okay. us a step show. Like we were gonna host it, right? Okay. And uh it was a fucking disaster. It was an absolute disaster. Um okay. one of the reasons why the step show was a disaster is because we played this song uncensored. Ooh. Right, exactly, okay. <laughs> and so it, it was weird because the the audio, the sound in the auditorium, they they fucked something up. So half half of the people didn't even hear it. They couldn't hear any of the lyrics. All they heard was a beat. They okay. they couldn't hear any of the actual what anyone was saying. Right, so they're like, right. What's the problem? And the right. other people got up in arms. They were all offended and shit. <laughs> and like the sad thing about this is that I feel like there were other high schools that were allowed to do for lack of a better term and i don't even mean this seriously but like you know they were just allowed to do like ign- <sighs> fuck i don't even know the right the right word to say but like i don't know they were allowed to do ghetto shit and it was cool okay. right like herndon had a big step show yeah every fucking year that shit was fire. and it was off the fucking chain it was crazy yo I, yeah yo, shout they out were to, allowed to do that shout shit. out to tasha yo i met shorty T- at that joint tc williams was allowed to do that <laughs> hayfield was allowed to do that shit lake yeah. braddock oh no 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 <laughs> uh no lake braddock robinson of west springfield were all too clean too white for that shit right That's so funny. anyway anyway so i was just kind of salty about that but mm. um I have I have interesting memories of that of that step team because I wasn't even supposed to be on the step team. Mm. I think the problem was is that there was only like three or four guys and they needed they needed more. Oh God, yeah. And me, um, being the you know person with the memory that I am, like I picked up steps real fucking easily. Mm. And so I would just they would go through the step routine and I would pick it up. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I would add my own little flair on it, right? Mm-hmm. And on one day, it was cool. Like, oh, people added added a flair to it. And then the next day, because they were they were they were hating and stuff, um, <laughs> when I would do the flair, then they started to make fun of it. Look, this this is not going to make sense to you. The only reason why I'm sharing the story is for one person in particular, okay. who Koi, who was on the step team with me. I just want him to hear the story so that he can he can appreciate it. Was he, he hating on you too? No, 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 no. Because he thought it was hot. But he knows the story how everybody used to clown me on the step team. But really, they were just mad because I got the steps in like 30 seconds and it took them three fucking days to get it. Anyway, 
Anyway, that's just my main <laughs> memory with this song because we played we played this song as one of our routines and we okay. got in trouble for it. Yeah. And we had to go sit down with the principal and the yeah, dean and all this other yeah. shit. And I got on my high horse, my light-skinned high horse, <laughs> started blasting them for hating on blackness and all this other Dang. shit. Because, you know, the light-skinned ones is always, a, yeah, always the most go. militant at the time, all this other bullshit. Anyway, look, I had to get off on that little sidetrack, but... <laughs> That's, that's you know, 22 years later, I'm telling the story, so it is what it is. I've had a little bit to drink. That's it's all it. good.